To get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by two of the founders of the International Center for Breathwork in Chicago. I am joined by Nicole Price and Dan Brule, who joined me here on the air. Dan and Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to be here, Shalom. It's great to have both of you. So let's jump right into it. Um, I want to start in the beginning. And Nicole, I'll, I'll lead this one to you. Can you tell me more about the International Center for Breathwork? What is the mission of your organization and the story? Yeah. So the mission of the International Center for Breathwork and the Breathing Festival is to bring the benefits of breath awareness and conscious breathing to every human on the planet. So we are going big and we know that when you change your breath, you change your world. That is actually the theme of our festival. And Dan is the man who teaches everyone how to do that. He's taught me. I'm a certified practitioner, certified by Dan. And um, he's taught over 267,000 people in the world. I don't want to embarrass him, but that's a really impressive number. So he's the one to learn from. And so... Dan, why was the, the, the Breathing Festival created and what does it offer? How many people did you receive from the very first event? Ah, yeah, we started it as, a, a, as a, an event called the Cabo Breath Fest last year. We had about a couple of hundred people and we had about 30 presenters. And, um, and, and you know, I've been part of the Global Inspiration Conference, the International Breathwork Foundation and we've been sponsoring annual conferences for 20-something years, 27 years, I think. There was always in the summer. And we just I just wanted something in the winter because nothing was happening in the winter. I live in Los Cabos, and I thought, what a great idea. People come to Los Cabos for a vacation. And while you're here, you can learn how to use your breath to lower your blood pressure, deal with anxiety and stress and pain and for performance and so on. And uh, and we were very touched and uh, by how many people responded with no marketing, no advertising, just an invitation. So we thought, OK, the world is ready. And uh, and then covid came along and uh, we we pivoted to virtual and we realized, OK, it's even more ready than we thought. It's required now Then you know, the covid thing has brought breathing front and center for people all around the world. And um, and, you know, most people, if you work in high stakes life and death situations, you're trained to breathe. And because, you know, millions of dollars are at stake and lives can be lost. But the average person, I believe, deserves those same advantages. You know, works on the battlefield, works in the playing field, works in the classroom, works in the boardroom. And so we need to get these skills and this knowledge out to everybody just for self-healing and self-care and self-empowerment and just 
let's let's uplift the planet. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, I'm chatting with Dan and Nicole, um, who together with Vijay and Mark uh, started the International Center for Breathwork. Uh, and as Dan was just explaining, a place to welcome and support all styles, types, modalities, practices, flavors, and kinds of breathwork, and support the practice of these simple yet unknown concepts throughout the world. So the uh, this event, the Breathing Festival, has gone virtual this year. So Nicole, back over to you. When did when did breathwork therapy begin? What are its benefits to people? Oh my gosh, when did it begin? Really, the beginning of time when people started breathing, and you know, I I'm always I, I'm the producer, right? So I'm always very busy. I'm always running around. I have so many things going on in my head at all times, and so it's really been helpful for me to learn to just stop and take a breath, to pause and take a breath. And I watched Dan, and he takes breaths. And when I do that, when I remember to do that myself, my whole life just flows better. I feel better. I think better. I work better. I'm more creative. Everything just works better. And I love, I want to go back to something you just said a minute ago, Shalom. I love that you mentioned that we're really reaching for everybody because that is absolutely the point of what we're doing. We want to make this easy. We want to make it simple and we want to touch people who maybe wouldn't have come to us before because they either would never have heard of breathing and breathwork or they would have thought it was different and strange and kind of kind of woo woo. And so we're really combining all that to reach out to all different kinds of people. And the virtual conference is certainly going to be a step in the right direction. You know, it's interesting. Virtual, we were actually talking just off air, talking about technology. Um, virtual is actually, it's a tool. It's not a replacement. It is a tool and certainly will help you uh, reach even more people and expanding that message. So tell us, Dan, who are some of the well-known breathwork practitioners and Leonard Orr, I understand that he is the creator of the technique called rebirthing. Tell us a little bit about your inspirations in this space. Yeah, uh, Leonard Orr is the father of uh, rebirthing breathwork. I was um, I was in the military. I was a deep sea diver. I did underwater rescue and I even held the record in the Navy for breath holding back in the early 70s. Um, and I was using breathing uh, you know, to control my emotions, to manage my arousal, to uh, focus for situational awareness, um, you know, uh, mental state, emotional state management. And um, so I was, I was also a rescuer. For example, I was doing CPR. I come upon somebody who was clinically dead and I blow into them and they'd wake up. What a miracle. You know, who wouldn't want to do that every day of their life, you know? And, uh, and then when I got out of the military, I was at University of Massachusetts, uh, my mentor, Milton Young, introduced me to rebirthing breathwork. And in that very first session I did, five years of stress and tension just melted off me like snake off a skin. All my post-traumatic stress, I mean, everything I had been carrying and dealing with and self-medicating about just, just fell off me by, by practicing a certain rhythmic breathing. And, and so I was hooked. And now, at, at, for, so from that moment on, instead of coming upon people who are dead and breathing with them and making them alive, I could come upon people who are alive, breathe with them and make them more alive. So it's the same work, a couple of steps up the ladder and, uh, and, and maybe more important than, than literal life saving. I think the work that we're doing now 
uh, is just as important as the work I was doing as a, as a lifesaver in the military. I love it. And one more question on the types of, of breathwork therapy before we go back to talking about the Breathing Festival. So, Dan, there seems to be several different kinds of breathwork therapy from my research. Can you describe those types and is one better than the other? Yeah, there's a whole spectrum of breathing styles and schools and methods and approaches and practices. On one end of the spectrum, you got like the physical performance or or just physical health. You know, I have headaches, I have high blood pressure, I have uh, asthma. Well, there are there are beautiful, powerful, unarguable, specific breathing techniques that you can do to address those physical things. And on the other end of the spectrum, you got people who want to see God. Right. And in between, you got performers, you got psychotherapists, you got athletes. And so there are all these different applications of breath work for spiritual, physical, psychological, mental performance, recovery, prevention. And so, you know, there's this whole range and it depends and what style you practice depends on your level of health, your degree mm-hmm. of skill and your purpose in practicing. But whatever it is, there are styles and schools and methods that are perfect for you. And we're going to make sure our listeners know where they can get in touch with your team. So, Nicole, back over to you as we wrap up our conversation. Where can people learn more about the festival and everything that you do so they can perhaps enter into this journey with, uh, with you and your team? Thanks for asking, Shalom, and thanks for sharing your message and helping spread the power of the breath. We are online at thebreathingfestival.com. Nice and easy. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at thebreathingfestival.com. We are just ramping up all of our social media presences. Um, We're on LinkedIn as well. And we're going to start up YouTube pretty soon. So we look forward to seeing everybody, sharing with everybody. And really, we're working to spread love. We're working to help raise the vibration of our planet. And so we need everybody to help us do that. Well, it's, again, one of the silver linings of COVID has certainly been the adaptation uh, of technology, and uh, the Breathing uh, Festival is going live uh, and and virtual, uh, and that means that more people can participate. So, Nicole, one more time, that website? That website is thebreathingfestival.com. Fantastic. Nicole Price, Dan Brulé, thank you so much for joining us on the air. And a shout out to our amazing sponsors and friends of the show. Check out healthplanchicago.com as well as chicagosignaturelimo.com for all of your health insurance and your transportation needs. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. More conversations about small business jobs and entrepreneurship right after we return in just a moment. Hello, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm super excited to have Suzanne Tuline, who is a brand clarity expert and author, an international speaker and trainer, join us here on the air. So Suzanne, first of all, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shalom. It's great to have you. So I have to start at the very, very beginning. What is a brand clarity expert? Because I know that is your area of expertise. Yes. Unlike what most people think of, they, they immediately start talking about marketing. Well, I, I'm not an expert in that space. I'm an expert at what you're supposed to be doing before you go to market so that I help my clients identify, define, and align themselves to their value position and create distinction in the market. 
Absolutely. And Suzanne, one of the things that I've read, and there's so much that you have written, um, which we'll talk about in a moment, is that 40% of marketing dollars often are wasted because many companies, small businesses in particular, many of which are tuning in, um, spend too much on marketing efforts that don't produce ROI, return on the investment. Mm-hmm. So why, why do people do that? And what's the way to avoid that mistake? That's a, such a great question and one I haven't heard in a long time, but it's it, the, here's the reason why they're wasting their money. Because they're not formulating, identifying, and defining the brand value position and then disseminating out into their own people. So their people are understanding and embedding and, and you know, it, it's, it's in their hearts and minds when they deliver the, on the promise of the brand if they're not delivering on the promise, then all those marketing dollars that are pushed out there to bring people in are getting wasted because you're, the customer is not getting the experience that they thought was promised. Absolutely. And Suzanne, uh, again, the brand clarity expert. So Suzanne, your company is Brand Accession, and, and you certainly have written many books on brand clarity and brand DNA. And often when people think of brand, they think of their corporate brands. But one of the things that I know you have emphasized for yourself and certainly will be a theme this week on Get Down to Business is a personal brand as well. Why is that important for a CEO, for a founder of small business? Well, the, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is, is that they already have a brand. The bad news is they already have a brand, right? So <laughs> the, the point of that is, is are you in control of it? And so I talk a lot about conscious branding. Every person has a personal brand because all a brand is, is a perception, Right. And so we are, we are human beings that are constantly grabbing information through our senses to build perceptions. And if we're not in control of our own desires of what we want our perceptions to be out there, then they're all over the board. And we're vulnerable to uh, be impacted by our external environments and not be who we say we are. We get sucked into what's happening around us versus in the driver's seat and in control by making and discerning and making great decisions based on our core values, our brand style attributes, knowing what makes us different, which helps us really create a sense of confidence and stand in our value position and not be kind of lured away by this external environment stuff that's going on. Such fantastic advice. And Suzanne, you wrote uh, the book Personal Brand Clarity, as well as Brand DNA uh, with a co-author, and you have become an industry leader in this space. So I want to zoom out for a moment and talk about your consulting practice, because you have sort of turned it into a, uh, a, a subject matter expertise practice on this area of brand clarity. So tell us how that has come to be and some of the clients that you are, that you are working with. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started out with the brand DNA process, and that's, the, that's this proprietary process that guides the brand, the entity in the, in the corporate world, or now the personal brand, to flush out these core attributes that make up who they are and brings it to consciousness. So they're more conscious, strategic, and deliberate in how they go about delivering on their brand promise. 
and not be that vulnerable in that vulnerable position of not knowing who they were are or chasing the client all the time. So I, after a long period of time working with corporate America, I, I always had a heart for the solopreneur or the small business. And I, I figured, you know, this is something that they don't have access to. They don't know where to begin. And this is, you know, they go immediately into the marketing arena, spend tons of precious cash cash is king, right? And if I'm spending it on marketing and I haven't yet defined my brand, what am I marketing? Really? So I wanted to hone in on the the personal brand side, the smaller businesses that become the brand of their business because they are that solo professional, that solopreneur who gets known in their field. And so I, I wanted to provide them with that same sort of process step by step so that they can flush those attributes out, step into their value position and live their potential. And this isn't just for professionals. This could be for leaders. This could be, this taps into everything that you do as a human being in your world, in your financial world, in your community, in your family world. So it it really touches so much. It changes and transforms so much. That's amazing advice. And what I'm hearing from uh, from you, Suzanne, is that it is possible to build a world-class brand on a small business budget, which is so exciting. So let's go to the basics for entrepreneurs that are tuning in that are might envisioning their ideas, their brand, their their company, their future enterprise. What can they do to build that reputation and do it the right way? Well, before they spend one minute or one dollar in marketing, they really need to step back and flesh out what their core values are. Not only identify them, but I'm a big proponent of defining each and every one of those core values in your own words and how you would go about actually making those values tangible in your delivery of what it is that you do every day, right? So another component beyond core values in this process and the DNA part of fleshing out um, is a brand style attributes. And then just really get taking a deep dive into what makes you so different. Everybody's like a snowflake. Everybody's unique. Everyone has differentiators. And I'm a big, again, proponent of quantifying those differentiators, like years of service, like for you, years of service in the military, and what are and maybe people are really big um, into being on boards of charitable organizations, or they have a cause that they want to to share. When we become relevant to our market with those unique nuances of who we are, we start creating that connection, that bond that people love. So that's what's so powerful about creating personal brands and really looking inward to create that space. I'm chatting with the brand clarity expert, Suzanne Tuline. And Suzanne, I like to make this very personal. So how are you building your brand in 2021? Well, I've, I've been following my own advice. <laughs> I took myself through my own program. I have an online course and of course the book is out now, but really it, it's all about consciousness. And once I've defined my personal brand presence and my DNA, I have a one sheet, basically a template. And I look at that on a regular basis. I read my definitions that I've created for myself. I have a personal brand mantra. I have a personal brand why statement. And that causes me to be top of mind constantly in knowing who I am so that I can 
discern differently with everything that comes my way and step into further and further my value position. And then I go market that. So I have a lot of content now because I've developed the brand. I have a lot of content that if I can use the same messaging and the same vernacular, I become more consistent. And people get to know where I fit in that world for them, right? Oh, she's the gal who's conscious, strategic, and deliberate in everything she does, right? Well, Suzanne Tuline, you not only have great advice, but you also practice what you preach. And that uh, you have earned an A-plus in my book. So, Suzanne, where can people find your book? And where can people get in touch with your amazing, amazing consulting practice? Oh, thanks so much, Aloma. Um, I'm, I'm on Amazon. All my books are on Amazon. Um, my website is brandascension.com. I have an online program I'm so proud of for the solopreneur specifically. It runs them through this entire program and it is personalbrandpresence.com. Go check it out. Read through the, the landing page and yeah. Well, Suzanne Tuline, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise on the air with us. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, follow your advice and share more information through our website. Again, that website, shalomkline.com. So thanks so much for joining us on the air. We're going to squeeze in a quick, quick break, uh, some commercials and some headlines, and we'll be back on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. We've had this one on the calendar for a little while, and I am super excited to have Vince Mazza, the Chief Executive Officer of Guard Street Partners, join us here on the air. Guard Street Cybersecurity, such important software, services, and assistance for businesses and entrepreneurs. Vince, welcome to the program. Uh, it's great to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, Vince, this is an important conversation, especially in the still early days of 2021. It's important for businesses to set themselves up for success. So let's talk about Guard Street Partners. What is it that you and your amazing team uh, does and provides for uh, businesses and entrepreneurs? So Guard Street is a cybersecurity company, and we provide proactive services and tools uh, for companies to avoid cyber attacks. And we also uh, work with companies should uh, an emergency happen. We're the company that they call to help solve that problem. Well, emergencies do happen. We have been living in a pretty virtual and uh, we have transformed more rapidly in the past year than we have in, in many decades. So we, we have moved along in the world of technology and that means that there's more vulnerability. Is that right? Boy, you're not kidding. Uh, in, in particularly in 2020, we saw a 400% increase in cyber attacks. So you talk about a lot of changes that have uh, taken place in the world of vulnerabilities. It's amazing. And in fact, the uh, most recent uh, major uh, hack that uh, came to light over the last several weeks with SolarWinds, there are vulnerabilities that were introduced uh, with that hack. So it's it's amazing where the world has gone in the last 12 months. Vince, what are some of the companies that Guard Street works with in uh, in that level of protection? Uh, so we work in a variety of different industry sectors, hospitality. Uh, we're heavy in the accounting and legal sector because those are major targets uh, for cyber criminals. But we also work in the healthcare space with manufacturers and uh, you know a variety of different uh, big and small companies. 
for small companies, for many of the entrepreneurs that are tuning in to get down to business, what are the things that they should put in place to protect themselves as we are living in what I believe is the new normal of this virtual world? You know, it really is. Uh, I I would say that uh, first and foremost, going into developing a cybersecurity plan uh, for your business, which does not have to be expensive, by the way. Uh, If you're doing something versus nothing, you're five times less likely to be hit with a cyber attack if you do something. Uh, But I always say start with an understanding of what you want to protect. So your crown jewels for your organization. If you if you are attacked uh, there, it's something that would shut down or cause uh, your business or cause a lot of pain uh, and realize that cybersecurity is not a set it and forget it. You've got to be active uh, with it uh, throughout the year. Uh, the five things that I would suggest uh, any company pursue is first and foremost, either create or follow your cybersecurity policies, like setting up passwords, having multi-factor authentication in place, uh, having a process for uh, uh, sending wires and validating that you're sending it to the right person. Uh, second is looking at your people. Uh, people are the greatest asset you have as an organization. Uh, but 53% of the of the breaches uh, happen through employee negligence. So you've got to train them. Your employees want to do a good job. Train them on phishing emails and how to spot them and, and train them on how to log in remotely, which is the, the new normal, uh, and do it securely. Uh, the third thing that, that I would say is have the protection tools and services in place, like a regular vulnerability scan, email security uh, are two, two items that, uh, that every business needs. Um, also, back up your business. In the world of ransomware, you've got to back up your files uh, and, uh, and make sure that they're backed up. And, and uh, at the same time, uh, you've got to work with uh, third-party partners that will help you in the event of an emergency and, and practice the emergency situation so that you can recover quickly. Well, those are some great uh, tips and advice. And you meant what you said. Those do not need to be expensive. Those, in some cases, should be common sense. And my takeaway from our conversation over here, Vince Mazza, again, from Guard Street Partners, is I'm going to have to change my password from password. I'm going to have to change it to something a little bit more unique. Um, so <laughs> I'm you really kidding. Do. You really do. It's so funny because password is the most common password. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you know, you got to start with the, with the basics and 2021 new year's resolutions. It's still time. You could still make new year's, new year's resolutions, including cybersecurity. And that should absolutely be one of them. So five tips, and I'm going to post this uh, through our website as well, but Vince, you work with big businesses, small businesses, you provide that level of, as we said, software services and assistance for businesses and enterprises designed proactively being the keyword, protect data and other assets. So Vince, you've given us a lot of information, but surely our listeners have more questions. Where can they get in touch with you and your wonderful team? Well, uh, two ways. You could give us a call at 800-811-9130, or you can send us uh, an email to support at guardstreet.com. Well, Vince Mazza, I appreciate you sharing those five tips, five bits of information that everybody tuning in can take advantage of. And I encourage all of our listeners to get in touch with Guard Street Partners, where they can learn more about how to protect themselves proactively and on an affordable budget. Vince Mazza, thanks so much for joining us on the air. 
Thank you. Have a great day. Absolutely. And we're going to squeeze in a quick break, but I encourage all of our listeners to go on your favorite podcast app and uh, click subscribe, rate, review, and share. Get Down to Business as well as the We All Serve podcast. Uh, your friends, colleagues, neighbors, they, they'll be appreciative. We'll be right back and Get Down to Business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, this show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. Uh, my friend Kristen Brinley, who is the uh, co-founder of SafeTree PPE, as well as the publisher and president of DC Metro Real Producers Magazine and Nova Real Producers Magazine, founder and owner of Strategic Gifting and co-owner of Journey Media. Wow, wow, wow. What a bio. Kristen Brinley, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Shalom. I have actually really been looking forward to it. It's so exciting to have you. So let's uh, jump right into it. Um, Safe Tree PPE is certainly a topic that is uh, very relevant right now. And I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Um, you clearly were not living and breathing PPE prior to COVID. I've actually heard bits and pieces of, her, of your entrepreneurial journey. So how did you get into this line of work and tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Uh, so I ended up entering into the PPE world because uh, for the DC Metro Real Producers platform and the Nova one, I throw large events uh, and I felt a responsibility to have PPE on hand if we did have the events and um, also just to have it on hand in my communities and all my businesses and the, the people that I, I work with and also care about. So I went on a journey of, of searching for it and found it very hard to obtain in a lot of different ways and also an, an interesting industry. So we entered it as a voice of change and, um, you know, we were able to serve a lot of um, people and we are also um, looking to, to serve a, a bunch more. And um, my brother, Brandon, actually really was the, the force behind having 50 suppliers between factories and so on to make that possible and it's been a dream to work with him on this business. It's always been a lifelong dream to work with him. So uh, that was a dream realized. And um, so well, if anybody can do it, Brandon can. And uh, I am uh, I think we're co-presidents of his fan club. Um, so that is uh, that is fun. But Kristen, uh, I, behind every entrepreneur, there's a story. And I know that you have been involved in creating five, six-figure businesses in the past five years alone. So what was your first business? When did you get that entrepreneurial bug? Yeah. Uh, so I started out in college. I needed a, a way to pay for school. And because um, I was doing it myself and had lots of scholarships, but I still had a huge bill that I didn't know how I would go back to school between my um, sophomore and junior year. So uh, I found Cutco in a newspaper ad and I sold... Um, in the last 16 years to over 5,000 um, families and uh, realtors and 1,200 of them were realtors. And, uh, um, you know, that was quite a journey. I really appreciate Cutco and the foundational principles they, they taught. And uh, um, I survived cancer while um, doing Cutco. And, um, you know, my, my spouse was pregnant with, with my daughter at the time. And uh, it really changed my perspective on time. So uh, I read Built to Sell and a few other really good books and um, hired a coach who I've had for the last four years and decided I needed multiple streams of income and to buy back my own time. So 
that's what I've been doing. Um, that business is still run by a partner and it's running great. And we, we gift for a lot of real, real estate agents um, and businesses. And uh, that led to real producers because I realized that the top 500 agents, um, I worked with 80 of them and they did 90% of my business. And I was like, how do I get in front of those people? And that's what turned into um, real producers for both, both um, franchises and, and, you know, Safe Tree PPE and Journey Media, which we have a, an app and a CRM um, for publishers. And those are two separate things. And um, that, that was also a journey. I learned so much about apps and technology and um, all the, I mean, lots of lessons. I, I either win or I learn and um, I, you know, we just do it quickly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we're going to jump into SafeTree PPE in, in just a moment. But uh, I should mention that you and your wonderful wife, Kelly, uh, live in the D.C. metro area and certainly very involved in community. So if you were uh, speaking to a young Kristen, what is the what is that either lessons that you've learned, perhaps through trial and error that you would want to share with our entrepreneurial listeners on uh, on the radio tonight? Yeah, um, you know, it's very interesting. I've, there's been a lot of challenges that um, were, were the hero's journey is filled with challenges. And those challenges are actually opportunities to find solutions and to become the next best version of yourself. So I find that uh, the challenges actually lead me to my best situations. <laughs> so, you know, cancer, unfortunately, um, but it was one of the best things that in a way ever happened to me that we survived, you know, so um, challenges are to be looked at in a very different lens now. So I guess I would, I would definitely tell young me that. <laughs> and that's, that's something that you sort of learn through the experiences of life for sure. So again, I'm chatting with Kristen Brindley, uh, the co-founder of Safe Tree PPE, which we will talk about in just a moment. But uh, Kristen, um, before we head to a very quick break, where can people learn more about you and everything that you're involved in, your many businesses? <laughs> Well, actually, if you if you um, Google Kristen Brindley, there's there's tons of things that pop up. I think I'm like four or five pages of of things, and it's um, from Facebook to Instagram to LinkedIn. Um, there's the websites for all the businesses, and I think KristenBrindley.com is actually like it's under construction right now to lead all the the things back to in one spot. Um, but there's uh, yeah, there's pages of. <laughs> Good, good, good. And, and I know that you are a phenomenal resource and available, of course, through LinkedIn and all that sort of good stuff. So um, we're going to cut to a very quick break. And when we return, we will continue our conversation with Kristen Brindley, again, co-founder of SafeTree PPE, where we will talk about the issue of the day, PPE. And is this, a, uh, is this something that we need to look forward to in our future? I have a feeling the answer is yes. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Check out my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts from the past seven plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And also check out my other podcast, We All Serve, where I interview military leaders about uh, entrepreneurship and lessons learned in leadership. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back. You know, it's funny each week on Get Down to Business, I actually just get more energy as the show goes on. And that's because I get to chat with amazing entrepreneurs like Kristen Brindley. And we've been chatting about her entrepreneurial journey and uh, now uh, has become the co-founder of Safe Tree PPE. And we've had a number of discussions. So PPE, that's probably an acronym that people didn't know what it was just maybe 12 months ago, but now it is very much a part of our life. So Kristen, what does Safe Tree PPE do? 
Yeah, SafeTree PPE provides PPE, personal protective equipment to um, everyone from everyday people from our website at safetreeppe.com to large orders and everything from, you know, masks and uh, hand sanitizer to nitro gloves to syringes to just the things that people need. And um, we're very fortunate. My brother uh, got together 50 suppliers so that we could do that. And we have our own warehouse and uh, it's been a crazy journey. We're serving everybody from, you know, hospitals whose supply chain won't fill everything to assisted living to everyday businesses, everyday people, really large orders that come by sea. Like it just, it's been a, it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. Yeah. And, and early on in COVID, uh, I remember when none of us were able to buy a mask and there was guidance that, that was put out, don't buy the mask because, you know, first, first responders needed it. Um, most importantly, you guys were stepping up and sourcing, sourcing some of those products. But now um, that, things are available. What is the SafeTree sort of unique value add um, in in the world of PPE? How are you different and why should folks get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so we've so we've actually taken every source and every way that you can um, add value. So we do it from the uh, in the United States to all the way to overseas and with many factories so that there's the availability. So if we say we can do something, we can we can do it. And uh, some of it's been, you know, really difficult, like the nitrile gloves. And the, I mean, there's been some very interesting scenarios that we've gotten to witness over the last six months. And um, those challenges have been great opportunities. I learned so much and um, we've served a lot of great people. So uh, our unique niche is that we actually have um, sourced pretty much everything, you know, that you could want to have or you need for your business or um, for hospitals and things like that. Absolutely. And at putting on PPE is something that is now commonplace for us. And I'll use this as a reminder to, again, wash your hands, wear a mask, maintain your social distance. Even if you've had that first shot of the vaccine, um, we need to get through this. So Kristen, is PPE and is wearing a mask part of our life for the indefinite future? Uh, I, yes, I believe so pretty, um, prevalently we, we see it, um, we've seen it for, um, actually decades in, in Asia. And once you, you know, we're, we're definitely, um, somewhat scarred from this experience. And there's so many things that have come from humans experiencing a little bit of loneliness and all sorts of things from COVID. And, uh, the, the mask, uh, as a whole is, is not going away. I think, uh, it will, decrease quite a bit uh, once all the vaccines and all these other things are out, but it is, it is not going away. And that's why people need to get in touch with you guys um, to order for their, for their companies. Um, if you're proactive, you actually save money um, because you're able to, uh, to, to get the discounts and, and that, that come with, with buying in bulk. And certainly I know Brandon and your entire team are, uh, are very, very conscious of ensuring the right shipping method uh, to get uh, the items in hand as quickly as possible. So Kristen, we are out of time. I want to make sure folks can get in touch with you and your team. Uh, how can they learn more about SafeTree PPE and uh, place their first order? Absolutely. They can go to safetreeppe.com. And they can also call 1-202-926-3359. 
And uh, for larger orders, there's a form on there and to just directly call us and we'll, we'll sort to get it done for you. So, well, you. Kristen, you are a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on the air and we'll have you back on real soon. Thank you for joining us on Get Down to Business and the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Uh, be sure to get on my website, shellandkline.com. Make sure you rate, review, share. It makes it easier for people to find the program to success. Let's get down to business. I'll talk to you all next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AIM 560, The Answer.